We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Like a bright heart evolute, I feel grounded when the sandbags of life weigh me down. Could I throw them overboard? Cut the ropes to stop my climb, letting the fire within me blaze so I could soar. There is something deep within I must follow Even if I risk a broken wing or two My heart beats to a different drum I must dance and get in sync I have to see how high I can ascend Guten Morgen. Come, let's learn some German this morning. Guten Morgen. It's so good to be here. We feel just honored to be here. Um, Willy took us yesterday through uh, up the hills and up the mountains. We saw the ocean and the, the harbor and the weather was just beautiful. If winter is like this, who needs a summer, you know? <laughs> Amazing. It, it is... It is it's awesome. <laughs> You're really privileged. I mean, if you live in Dunedin, you wake up every day, right? And just ha you, you must be just happy and, and, and thrilled about the, oh, you, it's like paradise here. It's amazing. Now we feel so blessed to be here. As Miriam said, we, we know Pastor Willie and Pastor Desiree for, for many years. And we just, um, yeah, we feel honored to be here and what God is doing. And prophetically, I felt this morning, and I just want to speak it into you, uh, into you as a church. I, I've, I saw pillars in, in, my, in my spirit. And, and I believe what God is doing, he's just building pillars and foundation. But may, maybe you think, oh, it's great what God has done, but it's just foundation. What God wants to do is so much greater. It's so much, you know, get prepared. And, and I, um, the, the, the scripture from, from Matthew 14, 22 came to me. It's the story when, when Peter walks on the water. Um, but before that happens, it, it says Jesus forced them into the boat. 
Actually, in the King James, it doesn't say he just, he, he just told them to go on the boat. But if you read the Greek word, it says he forced them into the boat. And I believe God is forcing you into a new season. Maybe some stuff will happen and you think, why is this happening? But I believe, you know, God is, Jesus is forcing you into a new season and God wants to do great things. And prophetically, I would just want to speak to you. He's just building foundation. He's just started and God is doing something great in this church. And God, we believe that and we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. It has been so awesome to be to shout. I've been to 14 shouts. So if I am from Germany, taking 24 hours flying time to come to shout 14 times, and every time God spoke to me, every time it was life-changing messages, I believe you should be there. Come on, please register for shout. I will be there next year um, for, def for, for sure. And I'm just looking forward for what God is doing. And he, again, he spoke to us in a, in a great sense. It was um, 10 years ago, nine years ago, he spoke to us to move to Berlin. And now we're in Berlin. We planted the church, Miriam and myself and our four boys. We moved to Berlin. We started the church six people, and today we have a church over 200 people. And you, you need to understand Berlin is surrounded by former East Germany. So it's the most atheist place on earth. No one in the world has so many confessing atheists like around Berlin. But we believe God will change our nation, not only the West, but the East. And we will plant churches. So we have another church plant go on nearby. And in Germany now we're planting a church in Hamburg, a Cooper's church in Hamburg, a Cooper's church in Munich. We have a church just joined us in Mainz, which is near Frankfurt and Flensburg. So we had recently in a Kirpus pastors meeting just for German pastors. And we've been 12 pastors and we believe God is just on the start to do something great. And we feel honored. We feel honored to partner with you. We are a family together and please pray for us. On this trip, Miriam and I celebrating our 25th anniversary. Yes, that's a miracle. The miracle is that she's still with me, really. Um, so we will be after New Zealand, we will go for one week to America, being in Equipus America, but spending some time just on our own. Our four sons, as we left them for three weeks. <laughs> um, today I want to speak to you through a story which is really a life or what do you say, a life-changing message for me. It's not, it's not just a sermon, it's, it's, it's something with like a, a sermon which really changed my life. It's something I believe and I, I hope God is really blessing you through that um, story, through that, um, because it's not just, like I said, it's not just a sermon. For me, God really spoke to me through that and, and changed something inside of me. And it's the story of the lost son or the prodigal son from Luke 15, 11 to 24. I'm not reading this, the whole story, but just to bring you into the story, Jesus is telling the story and saying there were two there were two sons or a man had two sons and one of the sons were coming to his father and he said father give me the portion of goods that falls to me so the father gave the both sons the portion that falls um, or what was what was their inheritance and one of the sons the younger son went away and he spent all the money he lived a life which was not good and he 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 was really in trouble he was really in a bad situation and then the Bible says, if you go later in the story, it says, 
But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am not longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And the story goes on, and then he comes home, and we know the father was looking already for him. The father runs towards him. He hugs him and, 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 and brings him back to his house. He has a big party for the son. And Jesus tells the story to explain this, this, this amazing, great, um, awesome love the Father in heaven has for us. We, we, it's, it's Jesus tells the story really to explain how much the Father in heaven loves us. And I want to tell you this morning, Jesus loves you. He's the Father in heaven. He, he's looking for you. He's, he's just looking for every one of us. And he's, he's just waiting for us to, to come home and to be in his presence. He's, he's, he has such a great heart for, for every one of us. But there's something else in the story. And I believe it's, it's, it's such an important story for the church of today. In the beginning, the son says, Father, give me. Give me the portion. I believe many times as Christians, we can live a little bit a lifestyle that, like that. It's Father, give me. Father, I need that. Father, I want that. Father, I need that. Father, give me. Father, give me a wife. And after some years, Father, give me another wife. Father, give me children. Father, give me nicer children. Father, give me a job. And, and we, we say just, Father, give me, give me. God, give me. And you know, God loves to give us. He, he's, he's an amazing God. He loves to bless, like a, like a good father give, likes to give um, um, good presents to his children. But sometimes we live like, just God, I want to have something. But we see in the story, there's a turnaround. This, this younger son, he, he comes to himself, he thinks about, um, in, in, in the biggest trouble of his life, he thinks about home. And he turns around. And he says, I will go home and I will say, make me like one of your hired servants. I believe this is one of the most important process in our life. It's from give me to make me. It's from give me to make me. You know, God loves to give you. God loves to give you, give, give you presents. God loves to, you know, to, to bless us. But the most important goal God has for our life is to make us. Is to change us into his image. It's actually to, to work with us, to work with our hearts, to, to work with us so, so that we come before him, so that we will run home to our father and say, Father, it's not about what I get from you. It's not about what, what you will do for me, but it's about make me, make me. God, I want to be changed. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better wife. God, I want to be a change. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a follower. God, but I need you. Please make me one of your servants. There's so many times in my life I, I have been in this situation where I, where I just ask God, why? Why is this happening? When we, when we went to Berlin and planted the church, we went there just after shout and we had this great vision to plant a church in Berlin and, and we, we, we arrived in Berlin and, and hell, hell was like 
everywhere we felt. It was, we had problems in, with our children. We had problems, or the children had problems in, in school. And, and Miriam went into a depression. And, and we've had financial problems. And, and everything was like, why? And God spoke through this message to me. Jürgen, it's, it's not about what you do for me. It's not even about the church. It's about, I want to make you. I want to make you, Jürgen. I want you to be more like me. It's a process. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you think, why God? Why is this happening? And sometimes we can ask the question of guilt. It's like Martha and Mary, when, when, when their friend Lazarus died and then they went to Jesus and they, they just told Jesus, when, if you would have been here, this would not have been happened. And many times I said, Jesus, if you would have been here, this would not have been happened. Where are you, Jesus? And, and Jesus saying, you know, it's, it's, it's not a question of guilt. And in your life, I want to tell you, it's, it's, not, it's not a question Jesus is not guilty. God is not guilty. You are not guilty. God has a purpose for your life. There's a plan God has. And the plan is he wants to make you. He's on a journey with you. He's on a journey with me. Sometimes we think it's just about what we do for God or what God can do for us. No, it's about I want to take you on a journey. I want to make you more like me. It's such an important process. In James 1, 2 to 4, it says, My brethren, and I think the sisters are included, I believe. It says, Count it for all joy when you fall in various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have, it, have, have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's amazing. What a great plan God has for our life. He wants us to be complete and perfect. Come on. He wants us to be complete and perfect, lacking nothing. What, how, how does he do that? Count it for all joy when you come into problems, trials, temptations. You know, this is the way of God. You, it's like the lost son. He went through a tough period, but God used that period to bring change in, into his life. We went through troubles in our life, and God used that to make us more like him. And maybe you're here this morning, you think, why, God, why is this happening to me? Why is this circumstances like this? I tell you why. Because God has a great plan. God has a great plan. He wants you to be complete. He wants you to be perfect, complete and lacking nothing. But the way he's doing it is he takes you by the hand. He forces you sometimes into the boat, into the storm, so that he will bring change into your life. So the, the lost son, the younger son, comes home to his father. And he says, make me your hired servant. In Matthew 23, 11 to 12, it says, but he who is the greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. You know, there's, there's, a, um, there's a principle in this story. And the principle is, if you want to be, become more like him, 
If we want to be more like Jesus, if we want to say, make me, God gives us a key here. And the key is, he wants us to be servants. This lost son, he comes home. He runs to his father. And he runs to his father and says, Father, make me your servant. Let me give you some principles this morning. Sorry for my German. Oh, German English, for my English. You know, it was 24 years ago, we pastored a, in, in a church in London for two years. And one Sunday, I spoke about the joke of the Lord. And after the sermon, someone came to me and said, it's not the joke, it's the yoke of the Lord. And so, okay, okay. And in, in, in the German language, the word for getting drunk and drowning is very similar. So in my message, all the soldiers of Egypt, they got drunk in the Red Sea and, not, and they didn't drown in the Red Sea. So if there's anything not conform with the word of God, it's, it's translation, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I want to give you some prim principles this morning to help you. What is the way we can go to become What is a practical way to say, how can I become a servant? What is a step I can do? And I believe if the church of God is listening to this, we will, we will start a revolution. A servolution. Serving, a revolution of serving. I believe the Cooper's culture is, we are servants. We want to serve. We want to serve you this morning. We want to serve Dunedin. We want to serve New Zealand. We want to serve Europe. We want to serve Germany. We want to be servants. But it starts with us. Every one of us. God, make me your servant. Here's the first thing. We are servants out of joy and thankfulness. Come on, we are servants out of joy and thankfulness. In Luke 10, 19 to 20 says, Behold, I give you the authority to tremble on serpents and scorpions and all over the power and enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I love the scripture because it tells me I'm a servant, but my joy is not dependent on my circumstances. You know, I'm happy that my joy is not dependent on the joy of football. Because we as Germans, we would be really sad right now. I'm not sad, I'm full of joy. My Brazilian friend, he would be really sad if his joy would depend on football, right? Like you would be really sad you not even entered into the world championship. <laughs> you know, if, if my joy would be dependent on my success of prayer... Like Jesus saying, you know, do not rejoice on the, on the power. Because sometimes I pray for people and they get healed. But sometimes I pray and nothing happens. Yeah. You know, sometimes I see miracles and sometimes I don't see miracles. Sometimes I have good days and I think everything is well, but sometimes not. But Jesus is saying, You know, your joy is not dependent on your circumstances. It's not even dependent on the power. It's not even dependent on the success you have in ministry. It's dependent on one thing. It's your name. Your name is written in heaven. Come on, let me tell you this morning. If you have given your life to Jesus, your name is written in heaven. There is joy in the house of God. You know, sometimes we need, we have, sometimes we have worship where we praise God, but sometimes we have 
Please remember, come on. It's like starting an engine. Please, think about what God has done for you. Please, you know, it's like, but it should not be like that. Come on, every morning when we wake up, especially in Dunedin, when the sun is shining, you see the mountain, the good weather even in winter. You just think about what God has done for you. Come on. We're servants out of joy. We have the best message in the world. You know, our neighbors should not look at us and say, there's no difference between you and me. You're depressed and I'm depressed and you do this and I do this. No, they should say, come on, what is this? What is this joy? Come on, what is this is excitement I see in your life. Come on, we are, we are servants out of joy and thankfulness. We're praising God, not, not only on Sunday. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And when we come together as church, there's celebration because God is good. We're servants out of joy. So please never forget, your names are written in heaven. You know, we as church, we need to remember, we need to tell each other, come on, your name is written in heaven. And even you go through a bad day, encourage each other, but your name is still written in heaven. Even something bad is happening, or God is not maybe, or you think God is not answering your prayers. Maybe you go through a difficult time. Maybe you go even through depression, but your name is still written in the book of life. Your name is still there. Come on. The second is, we are servants out of friendship. In John 15, 15, it says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not like what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. So what are we of after all? Are we servants or friends? Jesus is saying, we are not servants. We are friends. Here's the thing. If you're a, servants out of out of choice like the younger son you're a real servant if you're servants because you have to you're a slave and God hates slavery but we have too many churches filled with slaves and not with servants the older brother the older brother he was home he served in the house of his father but he was not a friend. He was a slave. He didn't serve because he wanted to serve. He served because I have to serve. You know, I'm always telling people, and I hope Pastor Willie doesn't mind, but I'm always telling my people in my, or the people in my church, if you don't want to, don't do it. Because God hates slavery. What he's looking for is people who say, I want to serve God because I'm a friend of Jesus. I want to serve. I want to be there Sunday, some hours before and prepare. I want to be in children's ministry. I want to be in worship team. I want to be on the coffees. I just want to do it because I love Jesus. I'm a friend of Jesus. In Psalm 55, it says, I will freely sacrifice you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. I will freely sacrifice you. You know, a slave must. A servant wants. A slave goes or makes the minimum. A servant reaches out for the maximum. A slave goes one mile, a servant goes the extra mile. A slave feels robbed, a servant gives freely. A slave is bound, a servant is free. A slave is fighting for his rights, a servant lays down his rights. I believe the church is calling 
or God, Jesus is calling his church. Come on, we want to be his servants. Jesus, make me your servants. Too many of us, we still lost, lost sons, lost daughters. We go our own way. We know the house of God. We know about the love of God. But God wants us to turn around. Coming home and saying, Jesus, Jesus, make me your servant. Make me your servant. Number three is this. I always have five points in my messages, just so that you know where we are, you know. Because in one hand you have the microphone, there's only five fingers left. So, Number three is a servant who is willing to be positioned. It's, he comes home and he says, Father, make me one of your, what? Hired servants. If you're hired, I don't know how it's in New Zealand, but in Germany, if you get... If you get money from a company and your boss is telling you, I would like you to do this, you just do it because you're hired. You get. And sometimes in church, we are, oh, I would like to do whatever I want to do because I'm not paid. But he comes home and says, make me one of your hired servants. I'm actually your son, but... But you know, I'm willing to be positioned. Just imagine, just for a moment, just imagine all over the world, all the churches all around the world, all in Europe, all, you know, on all continents, all Christians, every follower of Jesus would go to God and say, whatever you want me to do, I will do. What, what, would you, what do you believe would happen? I believe revival would start. I think a revolution would start. Just imagine, Pastor Willie, just imagine. Everyone in the church comes to you and says, Pastor Willie, we know you're a man of God. And I'm coming to you wherever you want me to be positioned. I will do it. Hey, we could start a revival in Dunedin. We could start a revolution. Sometimes we think, you know, Come on, but if, if everyone, if every, in everyone in Berlin, everyone in Equipus in Germany, everyone in New Zealand, everyone in Dunedin would just say, come on, whatever it takes, whatever God you want me to do, I'm willing to do. Make me like one of your hired servants. I'm willing to be positioned. I do whatever it needs to be done. I think, I think, I believe we can start something great. Not holding back, but saying, God, here I am. It's not about slavery. It's not about, you know, we sometimes we're afraid. Oh, I, I'm, I'm afraid I will be used. Oh, but we pray the prayer, God, use me. <laughs> Come on, but it's, I want to serve. Come out of joy, out of thankfulness. Not because you have to. No, it's not about slavery. It's about, I want to. Two more points. Can you, can you do two more points? Number four, it's, it's a servant who loves and serves the vision of the house. The younger brother came and served the vision of his father. He says, Father, make me one of your hired servants. You are the boss. I want, I want to do what you want me to do. But the older brother was in the house. He served, he served in the house. He did the job, 
but he did not serve the vision of the house. He had not the, he had not the vision of the father. He served as a slave. In Psalm 92, and I love this psalm, it's, just, it's a whole sermon in itself. It says, those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. There shall still bear fruit in old age. There shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my, he is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. You know, those who are planted in the house, those who understand the vision of the house, I believe it's so important to be planted. I believe this is the message for the church of today. It's not give me, it's God make me. God, I want to serve you. I want to understand the vision of the house. If you want to be part of his church, part of this church, understanding the vision and just say, I want to understand the vision of Jesus. I want to understand the vision of the Father. And it's not about just following a leader. It's, it's, it's about following Jesus, saying, God, I want to, I, Jesus, I want to, I want to build your church. I want to be a servant in your church. I want to understand. I want to serve the vision of the house. This morning, I believe God is challenging you. To serve the vision of the house. To really get, in that sense, like the younger son on our knees, running to Jesus and saying, Jesus, it's not about me. It's, it's not just about give me, give me, give me. But God, I'm asking you, I'm, I'm, I pray, make me, make me your servant. And I lay down my rights. I give up things and God will lift me up. God, I want to serve the vision of your house. Not as a slave. I don't have to. You don't have to. But God, because what you have done for me. You know what Jesus has done for you. And number five, the last is, is a servant who has the right heart. In Proverbs 4, 23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. You know, I, I, I believe, I believe God is calling his church. In a new way, God is calling his church to say, God, make me your servant. This morning, it's about serving God. It's about saying yes to God in a new way. It's about getting into the vision, getting into the vision of the house. It's, it's saying, yes, God, I, I believe. And the thing is, when we humble ourselves, we'll we will be exalted. Yeah. When we serve like this, God is, God is making a party for us. Yeah. You know, when, when we serve God, God is blessing us. The, the younger son was blessed in the end. He was the blessed one. He, he got the robe. He got the ring. He got the, he got the shoes. On. He, he got everything he needed. Where the other one who hold back was still longing for all that. I believe, you know, God wants to touch you. God wants to bless you. God wants to anoint you. God wants to heal you. God wants to do great things. But the way to God is... The way to God is, it's on our knees. The way to touch the heart of God is, it's on our knees. Say, Jesus, here I am. Make me, make me one of your hired servants. Shall we pray together this morning?
So you just come to God and ask Him to touch our hearts this morning. I don't know where you are. I don't know what happened in the last week or the last months. Maybe you have been to shout. Maybe you've experienced some difficult days. Maybe you're wondering, God, why? Why is this happening to me? And I'm not judging you. I know exactly how it feels. I have been there so many times saying, God, why? But I want to tell you, my friends, this morning, it's because God has purpose and God has a plan for your life. And God is calling you. But it's, God is not calling you so that you will just spend another Sunday and just say, God, give me. But it's God is calling you this morning to, to say, God, it's not just about God, give me. But here I am running towards you, Jesus. And then I'm saying, God, please make me one of your hired servants. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.